What's going on, guys? I'm Hinata Melendez. This is the Take the World podcast. And today, my guest is Trey Thomas, currently the super heavyweight champion in powerlifting at the Arnold Sports Festival. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? I'm doing good, bro. Can't complain. I really appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you having me, man. So, man, I, I really want to jump right into it. So for the listeners, um, uh, I met you when we were in training in the Army. And this was about like five, maybe six years ago, probably five years ago. And the way that you were like approaching uh, powerlifting in the gym when we had first met, um, we literally like ran into each other in the gym and you were, you were like doing numbers and I was like, damn bro, like this dude's fucking strong. And then I've continued to follow you and we've continued like having a relationship uh, throughout our years in the military, even though like we, we haven't seen each other since. Um, but it's just a crazy amount of like strength that you've put on, size that you've put on, and really man, just, just uh, determination and like sticking to it. And I said to you before we started recording that like I share your videos with people. Like I will share your videos with like my older brother or, or my friends that like powerlifting. And I'm like, damn, like I know this guy. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy looking back at all that stuff, how everything started from just trying to be on a thousand pound club and AIT to get to this point right here. Yeah, man, like, well, one, congratulations on the win at the Arnold, but like, so so real quick, like, how did that feel, man? Like, coming in, at, how was your numbers set? Like, how did you feel about, like, the competition, everything like that? It was, like, going in, it, it was kind of surreal, like, with, with everything going on, it was like, not even knowing if I was gonna be able to comp compete or not. That was the main part that was real crazy about the whole situation. It was with everything being canceled. Like, up until, the, like, two days before, I didn't know if I was going to be able to compete or not. So it was, it was different. It was, it was probably one of the, the weirdest competitions I had leading up to it. Yeah, I can imagine, like, the, the, with the virus outbreak and then, like, you know, at first they were saying, like, spectators, no spectators. And then there was, like, I think I think there was talk maybe the week before the actual competition of like whether it would even be allowed or not. Um, yeah, I I'm pretty sure they did something with like for the bodybuilding side they did something where like they went to a different place to do it or or like wasn't it like a hotel thing? Not not for the uh, heavyweights or not, yeah not for the heavyweights but like for everybody else didn't they do it at like a hotel stage or something? Like I thought they changed something up drastically. For it was based for the crowd, like uh, like having crowds for certain portions, like only have like family, like immediate family for like prejudging and stuff like that. So it was, it was it was different for everyone. So instead of having like the usual hundreds of thousands of people going through the same venue, you probably had like twenty thousand tops throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, I can imagine, and and plus, like sometimes you know some people will go there for for you know for one show specifically like let's say like i want to go there to watch you know the powerlifting, but i'm not really into bodybuilding 
So like I, I go there to watch the powerlifting, but I also go there for the uh, um, what's it called? All the events to go meet yeah. people and to go talk to people. That like the convention itself, and with that being shut down. I, I can imagine that it like really changed not not like changed the mood but definitely made it a lot different compared to like what people were used to that have gone uh years prior you know what i'm saying yeah like everyone said like the environment is, to is completely different on a regular day for the arnold that's one of the reasons i'm ready to go back next year is just to get the real experience like being able to being able to feel the ground shake when you have hundred thousand people watching you you know oh yeah and i i mean i can imagine like i mean the the important people there you know you get to have like your your close family but people go there and like at least for me and i i've never been to like a huge event like that but i've been to like bodybuilding shows like amateur bodybuilding shows and i've been to like amateur powerlifting, and i've seen that like no matter what at least in that community of like powerlifting, that you know people cheer for everyone. At least yeah. from what I've seen, and so when yeah. you have you know a hundred thousand people or more in there, and you're about to squat fucking nine hundred pounds, like the roof would be going off the building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I wanna I wanna talk to you real quick about like. Leading up, leading up to the Arnold, or not, not leading up, leading up. So you're there, and you're leading up to the competition. You have like these numbers in 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 mind of what you're gonna do, and so so what was your thought process of like on competition day? What was going through your head? What was like your process in the morning? What was like you know what what were you thinking when you're like man i'm about to fucking win this like i'm a dog i'm gonna win this or were you saying like damn bro like this is about to be because this is the biggest stage you've been on right for powerlifting you're one of the biggest stages, yeah so like what what was what was going on in your head what were you thinking it was it was uh it was different than any other thing any any other competitions like uh it's different when a top dog is in there to push you. Yeah. So, so, so like, we, we, we're the dog of the show. It's like, you have to go out there and you got to show your ass. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, everyone's waiting for you to do what you can or to do. So it's like one of those things where it's almost like, uh, in my head, I was like, I refuse to disappoint everyone to help me get to this point, you know? Yeah, I get it. And just, just for the listeners, so... The competition, were you saying the top, top dog wasn't there? We're talking about Ray Williams? Yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, that, yeah, I'm just letting the, the listener know. And what, what competition was it where you came second to him? That was um, USAPL World Nationals and uh, Lamar, Illinois. Okay. And so, yeah, so th for me, so I didn't know the lineup. Um, I talked to you prior to, to the competition, but I didn't really want to, like, be uh embrace uh, uh not that not embraceive there there's another word intrusive um with like you know you're getting ready for this competition i didn't want to be like blowing up your 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 fucking phone and being like hey man who's there who's you, you know what i'm saying yeah and so i didn't realize that he wasn't there until i started seeing like things popping up but in my head when i realized he wasn't there i was like oh man fucking trey has got this 
Like, and kind of like what you're saying about like, man, you know, now I'm the fucking dog. Like I'm the yeah. big dog and I'm going to come out here and I, I have to show my ass because if not, then, and this is my words, you can say that, that I'm wrong. I'm not trying to put words into your mouth, but like somebody could say like, oh, that fucking second place was a fluke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Which, I mean, obviously, like, powerlifting is powerlifting. You can't unlift a weight. So you fucking, you squatted 900 pounds and nobody could ever take that away from you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, if, if, if there was people around that are like, oh, that's, they're, they're not, like, they're not no names, obviously, because they're at the Arnold. But they're not, like, that top one and two. People would be like, man, what happened, bro? Like, why didn't you, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's yeah. my opinion. That was my opinion looking into it. Was like, man, Trey's about to go out there and go fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, go ahead, my bet. You're good. It, it's just one of those things where you gotta, you gotta remind yourself what you came there to do. It's like, with powerlifting, it's like one of those things like, it doesn't matter who's there. You just have to make sure that you're going in there, you're doing your shit. Yeah. Because at, at the end of the day, there's no excuses. Well, that, yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, like, the, the, the thing that I like about it, like, my older brother, he, he does powerlifting, and yeah. one of my best friends that had lost some weight, like, he lost, like, 60 pounds, because uh, I, like, inspired him to, like, lose weight, and we talked about it and things like that. Yeah. He's actually getting into powerlifting now, and I, it's, it's probably my favorite sport. Like, it's probably one of the, my, my favorite things to watch, just because, like... You either do it or you don't. Yeah. And there's no exactly. misstep. There's nobody else. You either you either planned and executed properly or you didn't. And that's one of those things of like, you can't, again, like you can't take it away, but you also can't give it to someone. So you can't say like, oh, that dude almost lifted this because that doesn't count. Almost yeah. doesn't count. You know what I'm saying? So when you're up there, and you're doing let's let's walk through like how the competition went so what was like the order of the lifts uh, so every competition you start off with squat and then you go to bench and then you go to deadlift okay on each, on each, on each lift you get three attempts to put up your best numbers so when you were when you were going up and this is like opener and I mean, I'm, I'm assuming like you had, obviously they give you time to warm up in the back and things like that. And people yeah. are going, so do they, were they doing it the way that they've, they've done it at like meets I've gone to where you kind of wait until the weight on the bar is your weight. So like people yeah. that are going lighter are going before you. Yeah. Okay. So what was, what was your thought process going into the squat? It was, um, so going to the squat, I was like, okay, I got to go out there i gotta sh my first thing was make sure i hit depth but i couldn't afford to get any missed calls saying i was i wasn't going low enough so part of me was like okay go out there this first one you have to you have to go, go deep into the hole yeah and once i once i once the thing is on that first squat i actually hurt my back oh at the competition yeah oh man and what did you have on the bar for the first one that was you know, we were asking this. <laughs> I want to say it was uh, 830? 830, I think it was like 834. Holy shit. Yeah, so, yep. 
835. Yeah, 835. So uh, after that first squat, I, was, I sat there. I actually went to the back and laid, on, I laid down on the ground because I, I was like, man, I did not find this far to do one squat and go home. Oh, you yeah. know? Nope. Yeah, exactly. So, so at that point, like, you know, when adrenaline comes in, like all that pain went away. So, um, so I had to lay on the ground for a little bit. I was like, all right, it's almost time for me to go back out here. Then right before I went out to the, right before I went back out there, right? That's when you, that's when Eddie Hall comes out there and gives me a fist pound. Hell yeah. So, you know, you know at that point, it's like, all right, fuck that. Fuck Yo, it. now I have to do it. Hey, <laughs> we, 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 we fourth around, like, yep. let's go. So, uh, I go out there for a second time. I, I think I hit what was it, eight eighty? No, so I'm I'm going off your post. It's eight sixty five. Yeah, yeah eight sixty five. Oh yeah, it was eight sixty five. Yeah, I made a big jump. So I made I did eight sixty five, and part of me was like, uh, it moved fast, but my back my back still hurting from the first one, you know? Yeah. So one of the guys that helped me in the back, I was like, hey man. I think I'm going, I want to do 900, but I want to make sure I actually get the weight. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me go, let's go 890. I said, let's go 892. He was like, man, you, why, do, why are you going to do that? Why, why go 892? I was like, all right, go ahead and go 900. Like, it was basically one of those, uh, he taught me into it real good. Like, kind of like, don't sell yourself, don't sell yourself short. Like, yeah, like, Balls to the wall type shit. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking die on this one. Yeah, like, like the peer pressure was real. Like everyone in the back was like, "Man, go ahead and do 900." Then the thing is, on paper, you, I can't do just 900. Either got to do eight, I think it was like 890, uh, 897, or I had to do 903.8 or something like that, right? Yeah. So I was like, "Damn!" It's like I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to go out there and do just. Uh, do just below 900 because I'm it flies up I'm pissed off right yeah exactly so I was like alright let's, let's send it I, I said send it let's do 904 hell but yeah at that point at that point it was like a different mindset than I was in for the beginning of me man so real quick just for the listener uh, sorry to cut you off real quick just for the listener so the 835 squat he hurts his back goes backstage lays on the ground trying to get his thoughts together, bumps up 30 more pounds. Then, after he hits 865, goes backstage, has people talking to him. He said peer pressure, but I think like just heavy fucking motivation. Um, bumps up another 40 pounds. And he hurt his back fucking 70 pounds ago. <laughs> And this is 900 pounds. Like, how much do you weigh, man? I weighed in at 354 at competition. Yeah, so almost, like, roughly two and a half times your, your body weight then. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's insane, man. So you were saying that as you were going into this 900 pound, it was a different mindset. What, what do you think was the, where, where was your head at? Like, man, I'm about to fucking go out here. I'm going to squat 904 and I'm fucking stamping my name in a very elite class of fucking squatters. This is, I've, I've never failed a squat before. So in my head, it was like, 
I never feel before, so I refuse to be, I refuse to fail in front of people, you know? Agreed. Yep, I get it. So it's like one thing, like, when, when you're out there, it's like once a while out there, it's like, okay, we, we, we have to get it. There's no if fans or buts about it. Once you don't wrap this weight, you have to get it. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah. So you go out there, you fucking get it. I I mean I I'm trying to like pull out some of the some of the feelings and emotion like you you you're doing it. So in the in the process of doing it, you're walking out there, you rack it, you get it on your back. Like what are you thinking at that moment besides fuck this is heavy? Biggest line on red, it felt lighter than my other my other attempts. Damn. It's like one of those things once the once the adrenaline kicks in, cause it's like one of those things like you can be going through the going through the root, the regular routine, right? And you, you you don't really realize what you're doing, but once that adrenaline actually hits you, it's a whole different thing. It's it's, it's it can't even explain it. Yeah, I believe it, man. I mean Yeah. And and so you, you knock it down, you do it. You're done. You're walking back. What's going on in your head? Like you, you just hit it. You're going back into the in, into the back area. I'm sure people are like, "Yo, holy shit, you just did that." Um, what's next? Like I know you're going in, you're going into bench, but did you actually take a moment in that time, or was the adrenaline so high that you were you didn't even process it yet? Like, I was still trying to. I was still like, I know I just did it. Like I had called, I had called some of my boys from back home, from here here in Georgia. Yeah. Because some of the guys from the gym, I was like, "Hey, how did it look?" Blah 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 blah. And they're like, "Oh man, it looked great." I'm like, "All right." Like at that point, it's hard to focus. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, like, like you you wanna you wanna collect yourself and try to focus on the next event, but when you're working so hard for something, it's hard to just go past it like it just it just didn't just happen, you know. Yeah, man. I mean, I see you, bro. Like the the thing about it is, is like when I when I share this, and I obviously like I always put links to people's social media in my in my description, and I always like, hey, this is where you go find them, things like that. When yeah. people hear this, and then they go look for you on Instagram, like they're gonna see what I see. They're gonna see that you work at this shit every fucking day day in day out for the last fucking five years or six years i don't know how long you've been um but like it's crazy man like it's crazy to see that and like sometimes people see the final uh the the final um shit man i'm, I'm the final product and they yeah. don't see the process that led up to it and that's kind of like after we're done covering the competition uh I, I will go into like the process that led up to it, but um, yeah. so yeah, man, I, I can only imagine that it was surreal and that like, man, you've been fucking working so hard, and, and I've seen you do it day in and day out, and then you finally hit the nine hundred four. So now you're going into bench. Um, is your back still hurting? Are you are you at all concerned about your back hurting going into bench and then going into deadlift? At, at that point, like, like in the back of my, I'm sitting down like, yeah, man, my back's tight. So I'm doing everything I can to get my back loosened up. Like I'm pinning Tiger Bomb on, um, rolling out. I'm doing everything in my power to try to get my back, my back loose. Nice. Okay. And then, and then, so you go up, you go up to the bench. Um, I see that you, you hit 
518, was that, you know, first, second, third attempt? What 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 happened there? So the thing, on my first attempt, I don't know what something went wrong and um the spider took it. Like my elbow my, my elbow gets gets out sometimes. So the spider the spider took it before I actually failed the attempt. So I went back out there and I had to I had to get the five eighteen on my nine hundred pound squat doesn't count. So at that point I was like, man, come on man. It's like I can't just come out here, squat nine hundred and then it doesn't count because I missed a bench press. And, Hold on, why you know, why wouldn't it count? So if you if you bomb out of a competition, like just say I missed all three bench press attempts, right? Oh, okay. So you had to at least get one successful bench. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So I missed the, I missed the first attempt. So going to the second attempt was like, okay, I'm just gonna repeat the same weight in order to just get a number on the board. So that flies up. Then on my third attempt, I was like, okay, I gotta try to get a high number in. So I jump up. I think I jumped up the five forty for my third attempt. Yeah, it was too big. Of a, it was too big of a jump. So I felt my third attempt. So the highest I got was five eighteen. Yeah, man. So, okay, so you hit the five eighteen. Uh, then you go to the five forty. Um, you you missed it. You just just missed the lift. You didn't get the fucking green. No, I just I didn't. Have, my elbow gave out. I didn't have the strength for it. Oh, okay. But I mean, as long the good thing is you got the lift. You got the five eighteen, yeah. which matters. Yeah. And then, um, so you're going into the deadlift. And now this kind of, I mean, this is cool behind the scenes type shit because, like, to to see how successful you were with squat, and then to run into that issue with bench press, kind of like, were, were you biting your nails? Were you like, man, you know, this is. Was it a little extra stress that you kind of really didn't want to be dealing with at this time? Yeah, it's like it's like imagine being being great at something, right? And then you mess up on it. Yeah, like exactly. The first time. Yep. So you're sitting there like, man, hold up, like it doesn't supposed to happen like this. Yeah, and especially in yeah. such a, a big competition where yeah. you know you're literally like. Again, like you just joined a very elite class of squatters and you're you're in this competition. You know how good you are. You you know how much you've worked for it. You know how much how many hours, how many people have helped you. You know who you have to thank, like all these things. And like, yeah, man, so you're stressed out. Now, is that messing with your head going into deadlift or are you like, "No, you know, smack yourself in the face, say, yo, I'm about to fucking, I got to get my shit together. Like, going into deadlift, me and, the, um, me and my guy, who was like, all right, we got to secure 2100. Like, in my head, I was like, okay, I got a 900-pound squat. I have to get 2100 total. So we're standing in the back. We're coming we're come up. Like, we changed all my numbers from the numbers we uh, I had, had written down before. So, like, okay, we're going to open up a little bit lighter, then try to make a decent jump. So can just just secure twenty one hundred, you know. Yep. So we secured twenty one hundred with the second attempt. Yep, the six eighty three. Yeah. Yeah. So, so your I, your total was twenty one oh five oh five point four. Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking insane, man. So yeah. you went out there and you fucking you get it done. You get the job done. You hit the six eighty three. Yeah. What's going through your head now? So uh, at that point, like in my head, I knew I was done. 
Like I, I knew I didn't have a third attempt in, in my body, you know. Exactly. At a certain point of part of the competition, you, you know when your body's done. Yeah, and you're not but, about to go out there and, and risk your career for, you know, if if you secured the number you needed to secure, or even, yeah. I mean, was there people still going after you? Yeah. So what was like the top deadlift uh, of that day in competition, like uh, of other competitors? Uh, I, I couldn't even tell you. Okay. No, well, I'm only asking because, like, did you know you secured the win with your 2100 total because of yeah. the, the, the difference for the 900? I, I had secured the win on my first deadlift. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to. I was like, yeah. did you know you had it in the bag? And you were like, yo, I'm just going to fucking, I want this number for me. Yeah, it was one of those things just for me. It was like 2100 was one of those things like, in my head, before competition, I was like, either I got I got to hit a 900-pound squat or I got to hit a 2100 total. Nice. And you hit both. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's insane, bro. Uh, again, man, like, as a friend and as a fan, like, that's that's how I work as a person. Like, I'm, I'm a fan of my friends. When I see them do things that... Same. You know, that are, that are, you know, I see them put the, all their time into things. I see them, whether it's music, whether it's, you know, lifting, uh, bodybuilding, whether it's anything. Like, if I see them, like, pursuing passions or pursuing careers, like, I'm always going to be a fan of my friends because, like, that's what I do. I, I like to support people. And, um, man, to see that, to, like, see when you made that post, because I, I remember I asked you about it. Uh, like the day before you posted about it and I was like yo what was the total what was the to what'd you do how'd you do man like you know what I'm saying but I'm yeah. sure I'm sure there was you know a hundred other people asking you the same thing but when I saw it I was like fuck man yo you fucking did it like you did it you you made it happen this is the shit you know what I'm saying <laughs> like yeah so um Man, that's that's so awesome, bro. And again, like, man, I'm I'm just so proud of you. I'm so fucking happy to be able to say, like, oh, I met this dude and I spotted him one time uh, on a bench press. Cause like, how many people get to say, like, yo, I I know one of the strongest people in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So now I want to backtrack, and I want to kind of go into some of like your personal life and and you know growing up and things like that. Uh, whatever you're comfortable with talking about is just like what kind of led you to this point of of like being you know a world-class power lifter uh, excuse me a world-class power lifter but like what led up to it so like everybody has their story so for me like I've I've openly told my story about like struggle uh in in my youth and things like that and it kind of led me up to you know, making this podcast and working out and I had lost a hundred pounds to join the army, but like a million things had led up to that point. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So what are like some significant things in your life, whether it was sports, whether it was, you know, whatever it was that kind of like brought you to this point now? Well, look, looking back, it's like playing football my whole life, it's like powerlifting was one of those things I got into it's like it was like a fallback from football. It's like one of those things that get my attention off of football. Like playing football my whole life, playing through high school, playing my my year in college. 
like at that point you start missing you start missing the game yeah so so once I found something that gave me that same the same competitive the, the same competitive attitude the same will to work I went through I went to it like at that point once I got started you couldn't tell me to stop so real quick for the listener uh, why why did you stop playing football this was, was, was yeah <laughs> so uh Went to a went to a junior college in Atlanta called Chattanooga Tech. It was probably if I had to say that was the worst decision in my life. It was the worst decision in my life. It was uh. Was it, it the environment? It it wasn't a well put together program. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, it was basically like a waste of a year. Oh a man. Waste of a year. basically waste of a year of college, and um, playing JUCO football. I didn't play the whole season. After the, after the third game on the team, I was like, "Yeah, I'm done with this." Oh wow! Okay. But so uh, after the third game, uh, I stopped playing football. I, I look for I look for uh, opportunities to transfer, but most of the schools at that point you can't you just do two years at JUCO in order to transfer to D1, which was my ultimate goal back then. So at that point, all schools offering me were like NAIA schools or Division three schools, right? Yeah. But but most of those schools are expensive as shit. Yep. So uh, but they'll offer they'll offer me money for school, but it'll still require me taking out, taking out almost the same amount of money for the rest of my education. You know. Yeah. So they 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 offer me sixty thousand dollars for scholarship money, but it costs a hundred thousand dollars to go to the school. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. So at that point, it was like I'm not going in debt for school. No, not at all. No. Yep. So, uh, after after finishing that uh, that one year of college, uh, I moved back home to Georgia. I moved back home to Savannah, Georgia. Start working because I tried to join the military at first while I was in Atlanta while I was in college. I couldn't join the military. I was too fat, so I had to go home and lose some weight. So uh, I went to Savannah. Took a took a year off. Uh, Took the year off football, started losing weight. Then the following year, I joined the military. Yeah. See, that's that's funny, man. If if somebody saw you, even now, like I mean, obviously you said you're fucking 350 pounds. Uh, you yeah. don't you don't look fat. But when I met you, you you look completely different than how you look now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you look you. When I met you, you looked like a normal person. You know what I'm saying? Now yeah. you look like a fucking giant. Um, so when you were coming into the army, or when you had joined the army, because I'm sure, like like me, or I don't I don't know, but for me, my biggest thing was like running, and then keeping my weight down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, like I don't think that the army is very uh, like conducive to to trying to compete in any other sport. You get me? Yeah. Like, it's real hard to be a bodybuilder or be a power lifter in, in the military in general. Yeah. So something you said earlier was that something that, like, sparked your interest in uh, powerlifting was the 1,000-pound club. Yeah. So talk, talk, talk me through that. Like, was that... Um, you also had an injury, right? Am I am I 
misplacing that? Is that am I thinking of someone else? Did you ever have a leg injury? No. Okay, then I, I'm, I'm thinking of somebody else. Um, I thought it was you. Some somebody that I knew had a leg injury, and that's how they started powerlifting in the army. Um, but okay, so so what made you decide like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this a thousand pound club. So, you know, uh, at the gym at AIT, it wasn't, it wasn't too much we can do in the beginning until you had purposes to go off base. So I started going to the gym. Uh, they had a board. In the, they had a board in the gym. It was like I want to say the top guy was a was a warrant officer. He had a thousand thousand and thirty total, right? Yeah. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna beat him. You know, it's just like the competitive nature in me was like, all right, I know I can be stronger than that person. You know? Yeah, and is your background so uh, I'm sorry to keep interrupting. You good. For the background, I imagine that you lifted heavy weights while you were playing football. Yeah, I did. Okay, so yeah, so it's not it wasn't like completely uh new to you, but it was something that you could actually put your focus to instead of like also trying to focus on like the comp uh, not the competitive the athleticism part of it and you could really focus on like just powerlifting so it was, it was one of those things like like a high school and a college like going to the gym it wasn't really a uh my main priority you know yeah i i, I just i just i just did it because that's what we had to do you know yeah i it got wasn't, you. it wasn't one of those things where I was like, oh, I have to go to the gym right now. So, yeah, so, okay, so then you're going, so you're going for this 1,000-pound club. You, you, see the, you see the number in your head, and how long was the AIT? Like 16 weeks? Yeah. Um, so you have, you have 16 weeks to do it, and how long did you actually, like, prepare for it? How long were you actually like, all right, I'm going to put in the work, even though you're doing PT, which is usually like some sort of running or some sort of like body weight stuff, like are you still yeah. like in the afternoon going to the gym or going to the gym when you can? Yeah, I'll, every weekend, I'll, every weekend, I was at the gym first thing in the morning. Yep, I, I think that's how we met. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So so where were you at like starting point? Like if you, if you remember all the way back then, like where do you think you were at starting point? until you got to the a thousand pounds. I I wanna say I was bitch I was I was bitch racing uh about three hundred I was like two seventy five, three hundred pounds back then. Yep. So uh I was I was bitch racing that I wanna say I squatted close to five hundred. Goodness. It was, it was it was like I wanna say close to five hundred. What was it? Let me see. It was about like like four fifty five, five hundred. Okay. And and then um, I I know I, I deadlifted like five hundred pounds back then, so so I I had beat him while I was there. And that like that that just sparked it. You no, know, it wasn't even that. It was just one of those things where it's, uh, it brought back my it brought back my competitive nature. So anything that dealt with competition, I wanted to do it. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, man, like for me. That, so so real quick, like quick backstory, like I I never did anything sports related. Like I've never played any sport uh, like in in a fucking competition setting, whatever. Um, but my entire life, I had always played basketball. 
I played basketball my entire life. Uh, I just never played like in school. I never had good grades, da 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 da. And then I had never touched a weight. Like I had never went to the gym to work out until I was 18. You know what wow. I'm saying? And when I was 18, I had decided that I was gonna lose weight. I was like 280 pounds. I had decided I was gonna lose weight to join the army. And so I wasn't playing basketball anymore. Like, because uh, I used to live by a park and we used to always play basketball. Yeah. Um, but I was still like obese, you know what I'm saying? Then I started working out and that kind of became like my thing. Like it became like who I, I started to be as a person. I started losing weight. I started becoming like obsessed with that in the same yeah. way that I had been like obsessed with basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so I feel you on that, like getting back into like this competition mode where it's kind of for me my workouts because like i i haven't done any like competition uh yet but like for me it's always like me versus me i'm going in yeah. and that's like cliche as fuck but like to me it's always a mind thing that's always my problem is like my mind it wanders too much but like when i work out and i like really fucking quote unquote like earn the day it makes me feel better you know what i'm saying yeah so did this carry on with you? Like, obviously, it carried on with you throughout the uh, your your army career. So, how long were you in the army? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Um. Now, do you think it was easy? Do you think it was harder that you were in the military and you were pursuing a career in powerlifting? I think it's. I, I never really thought about it. It's it's like one of those things where it was more of a hobby back then. So it, like I was pursuing it, but at the same time, I, I already knew I knew what my main job was. My main job was the military. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so at a certain point, I was like, "Oh shit, like, I'm, getting, I'm getting pretty good at this." Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. When did you know? You know, like when did you know that you were like scratching the surface of like holy shit, like, I'm, I'm really about to be in the conversation of, like, some of the strongest men in powerlifting. You know what I'm saying? All right, so I'm, I'm going to jump around a little bit. Okay? All right, you're good. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So uh, in, in, I was in Korea. Uh, in Korea, we do had a, uh, it was a powerlifting competition at one, at one of the camps. So uh, everyone told me, like, hey, man, go ahead and do the powerlifting competition. I didn't know what powerlifting was at that point. All thing I knew was a thousand pound club. I, I never knew what Powerlifting was. So I, I go down there, I beat everyone. Yeah, I believe so, it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I, I beat everyone there. Everyone's like, man, what the hell? So uh, we leave there, and one of, the, one of the girls in the gym, Nelly, she was like, uh, hey, you should, you should do Powerlifting when we get back to Texas. I was like, what's Powerlifting? She was like, oh, this is Powerlifting right here. I was like, okay, nice. You know, like, you know, you like shrug stuff, stuff off, like, all right. Yeah, I look at it, but you know, you never go look at stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I shrugged it off, got back to Texas. I was back in Texas for about three months. Everyone got up, just was like, "Hey, man, you need to go down to the gym and start doing powerlifting with a with a coach down there." You know, being young, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I, I look into it. So w one day, I was like, "You know what? I'm actually gonna go down here and check this team out and see what they're about." 
So I go down there. I check the team out one day. But like, mm, all right. You know, like we, we don't see any competition. Like you don't really have a. It doesn't spark you, you your interest. It, it doesn't spark your interest like that. So I'm like, yeah. I looked at it. Okay, I did. I did. I did my due diligence. It's like, okay, I, I looked at it. I don't see any change competition. I don't want to do it. So uh, I leave. I go back to my old gym. Guy was like, did you go down there and talk to the coach? I'm like, well, I went down there. I, I, I didn't talk to him. He was like, go down there. Go back down there and talk to him. So I, I go back down to the gym. I finally approached the coach. Uh, he was like, oh, just show up tomorrow for practice. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, damn. It's, it's, it's like, all right, I'll see you tomorrow. And so, uh, my first day of practice, he was like, all right, so uh, I'm going to have you deadlift today. At that point, like, I hated deadlifts. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those, I, I still hate deadlifts to this day. So, uh, so we're sitting there, he's like, so what's the, what, he said, what's, what's the most you ever did? I'm like, 500, because most I ever did that point, so I, like 500, like 30 pounds, right? So uh, he pitched, he pitched uh, 495 on the bar, I, I pull it fast. He's like, what the fuck? You know, it's like, yeah. Hold on, hold on. He's like, but like this, this dude doesn't like, you know the, uh, you know the tan gym belts that everyone uses. This, this barely anything. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that's that's all I had on. <laughs> yeah, like the real thin ones, the real thin ones. Yeah, yeah. The, the one, the one, they're there just for mental, mental support. They're not there to help you back. They're just there just to be there. So uh, don't wear one of those belts. He keeps loading weight on the bar. I keep, I keep, I keep pulling all the way he's putting on the bar. Then on the last one, he's like, "Hey, be serious with this one. It's a little bit heavier." So he calls some of the guys over to watch it. He said, "All right, do the same thing with this one he did to the last one." I pull it. He's like, "He said, why you fucking with me?" Like he, he thought I was lying about only pulling up by 120 pounds. Yeah, it was 600 pounds on the bar, and I didn't know it. Goodness. So he was like. <laughs> <laughs> Then once we uh, once I pulled six hundred pounds, right? <laughs> His first response was, "Can you pass the drug test?" Yeah. He said, "If you pass the drug test, you compete. You compete in two months." Man, that yeah. See, that's that's a thing. Like, and and for me, like, bro. See, from knowing you, or from from meeting you in AIT, and then like kind of like following you, I would think that from that point on like from from uh AIT that like you were I already thought you were a power lifter you know what I'm saying yeah. like I thought that's what you were doing and if if I was going to be like hey man like are you doing power lifting and you would have looked at me and said like yo am I doing what I would have been like bro you're you're fucking around aren't you yeah. Like you're I'll fucking with to, me. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try to be next Ronnie Coleman back then. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel it though. I mean, everybody, you know, everybody has their goals, and and yeah. But the it, it's just crazy to me to hear that like you didn't even know that this was an actual like competition thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if I, if I would have knew back then, I probably would have wake up started way before I did. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, it worked out. Like, the, the way that it seems is is that, like, you really, like, found it. Um, what's, the, what's the word that I'm looking for? You really found it organically. 
like yeah. you didn't necessarily go looking for it. It kind of like found you in certain places, like with the with the thousand pound club, and then with the Korea powerlifting meet that was like for the unit or whatever. And then you know you come back and you're like, oh man, I really don't know if I'm actually gonna you know talk to this coach. I don't know if I'm actually yeah. gonna pursue this thing not knowing how like serious it could be and, and wh where you could go with it. Um, it seems like you, you pretty much like found it organically and it kind of found you in a way, like not trying to be cliche. So as far as like when you, you officially started competing, when, when was this, like what year was this? That was 2016. 2016. Yeah, man. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. Like when I'm talking about like crazy shit that happens and people are just good at something or not not that you're just good at it and that you don't you're not fucking working your face off because I know you are. But I'm saying is like it's like a perfect combination of like skill, practice and execution. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And the learning curve is insane for you. If starting off in powerlifting four years ago, if somebody, if somebody told you four years ago that if you start this sport in four years, you're gonna win one of the biggest competitions in the world, what would you have said to them? Absolutely crazy as hell. It's, it's like it's a difference between like with things like that. It's like it's a difference between vision and being there, and then being there and winning. You know. Yup. Because people, <coughs> excuse me, people spend their whole, you know, powerlifting careers, you know, bodybuilding careers, uh, any kind of like sport, um, just trying to get to the show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like the guy, it's like the guy that plays bench in the NBA. Like, guess what? He's still in the NBA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's always been a thing. Like we, I, I used to talk about it all the time. Like, would you ever take a job as a fucking second string quarterback? Of course I would. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. still in the NFL, but yeah, like, so like what you said, like, you, it, there's a difference between like getting to the show and then winning the show. And I'm sure that there's a lot of guys in the powerlifting community that, you know, work all year to get invited to the fucking Arnold uh, or qualifying for the Arnold and then maybe have never won one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, now real quick, I want to ask about the, the heavyweight and then the super heavyweight. So what's the, what's the actual weight difference? I know that like isn't so you tell me the weight difference like what's a heavyweight and then what's super heavyweight so it, it's, they're not really called heavyweight super heavyweights like we have the 120 and 120 plus so okay. the 120 yeah so yeah. the 120 is like they're 264 they're 264 pounds and below right yep anything over 264.4 is considered a uh, uh, super heavy or 120 plus okay okay so then was that was that an active decision that you've made 
over the years is like, I'm just going to keep getting bigger, keep getting stronger, keep getting bigger, keep getting stronger? No, the thing is, I'm, I'm actually losing weight right now. So, uh, I, I, I'm one of the lightest super boys in the top right now. Like, everyone else is above 370. And I'm one of the lighter ones right now. I'm actually trying to get smaller. Yeah, but I, well, I also don't think you look, I mean, how do I say this? You, you look like you could be 350 pounds, but you don't look like a person that would be, a normal person that would be 350 pounds. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, like it's, 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 it's muscle. It's different, it's different, yeah, it's different, different kinds of weight. Yeah, and so the way you carry it, like I, I wasn't gonna guess fucking 350. I would have guessed in the low, like maybe 315, 320s. Um, yeah. But so, but your plan is to get smaller, still getting stronger. So, so yeah, in, in, a, in, a, in a way. So, uh, my boy Tay's doing my diet right now, and uh, we're basically having me in maintenance before we uh, actually cut me down a little bit. So, how, so we, we, how much are you eating a day? Right now, uh, right now I'm eating six meals a day. I mean, I think it's 3,800 calories. Goodness. <laughs> Which which isn't a lot for someone my size. Cause yeah, yeah, I was just I was just about to say a normal person eating that much, that's not maintenance and that's not fucking a, a caloric deficit. That's yeah. enough for two days for a normal yeah. sized person. The um, thing is, before, before this, I was probably eating less than two thousand calories a day. Holy shit! For real? You know, I, I barely eat like. Oh, so now you're pretty much like force feeding so that you're not yeah. you're not losing weight the wrong way. You have somebody handling your diet, yeah. uh, things like that. That makes sense. Yeah, take all the worry out of it and just do it. Yeah, and was he was he helping you with diet going into the competition? No, he, he just took over recently. Oh, wow. So you were going yeah. into the competition eating that le- that little? Yeah. Holy shit, bro. But back then, like, before competition, like, out every night, you probably saw it on Instagram, I was eating, like, 250 grams of rice and a pound of ground beef. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was my, that was my dinner almost every night. There yeah. is, before, like, during the day, I was, I was barely eating. Damn, that's like, crazy, I was, man. I was, I was probably eating, like, like, a half a sandwich, or like, a half a sub, and that's all. Yeah, that's... Honestly, man, like, I mean, it's not surprising to hear from a person, but it's surprising to hear from a person as big as you are. But like normal time, whenever I've ever helped anybody with like diet, exercise, anything like that, um, they'll they'll tell me the same thing. They're like, hey, man, or I mean, not really. I'm I'm talking about people that are like trying to lose weight on their own. Um, They'll usually like super underball it, which I did. I did that for an entire year where I ate barely a thousand calories a day because I was trying to lose that a hundred pounds to join the army. But, and then I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting stronger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so not not feeling a muscle. Yeah, exactly. And I was pretty much just like eating it away. Um, but Dan, that's, that's crazy to hear, man, that you just fucking, you like, that, yeah, that's that's crazy just to just to hear that you weren't eating as much. People would look at you and think like you're eating fucking 
six meals a day, 300 or yeah. 3,800 calories and, or at least more like, but so what's Everyone next for fun. you, man? Uh, right now, we're going to go in the world. It's supposed to be world nationals in October. So, uh, hopefully, hopefully that works out and I can compete in October. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So what's that look like just, uh, for the listeners? So what's, what's, the process look like what are we in april we just got to april um so april may june july august october six months you got six months to prepare um what what's the goal you you have more numbers you're trying to add to the squad you're trying to what what is it looking like so recently uh i don't know if you you follow him do you know do you know jailhouse rock yes he's uh doing my best friends and dealer programming so uh, after everything after everything go, flies over, he's gonna take he's gonna take back over my bench press and deadlift. Nice. So okay. uh, and people who don't know who Joe Strong is, that's Josh Bryant. He has unbelievable amount of six hundred pound benchers and seven hundred pound benchers yep. out there in the world. So uh, like Julius Maddox, Jeremy Hornstra. TD Smash. It's only two we can name that he. That yeah, he, I was about to say. Us. I'm I'm pretty sure. That's the group of guys that they, didn't one of the guys just break the record, break the world yeah. record just now. Julius. Yeah, Julius just broke the the world record for bench press. It was yeah. like eight eight something, eight oh three, something like that. Uh, no, he's 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 shooting for eight. I think he hit seven seventy. Yeah, so, so, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. He broke yeah. his own record though. He's yeah. shooting for eight, but he broke his own record of benching like seven seventy yeah. something. Yeah, you're right. My yeah. bad. Uh. uh yeah, that's dope, man. You're about to be in fucking good hands. Yeah, he also he's also coaching on um, Brian Shaw right now. So, uh, so it's a lot. Of, it's his his uh his name carries a lot of weight. Yeah, and I mean, you know what it is, man. And and this is something. So, for 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 me, what I was doing because I I I was training people and I was helping I was helping people like lose weight and. I kind of got upset with myself when the person that I saw or the person that I was supposed to be helping wasn't getting the results. And whether it was because they weren't dieting right or they weren't actually going to intensity the way that is prescribed in a, in a program, things like that. Um, I, I think at this point in time, like there's really no secrets to like how to get stronger, how to lose weight, how to do this, how to do that, but it's, it's how you package it. And it's your methodology of like what works and what's been proven to work. And when you have a guy like that, where like his, his, his benchers are fucking 600 and 700 pounders, like he's doing something in his programming that isn't a normal like fucking five by five, do a five by five, three by three, one by, you know what I'm saying? Like it's more to it than just like, oh, you're gonna stick to the fucking, you know, sticks and stones programs of like whatever you could YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um man, that's exciting though. That's exciting. So you, you the plan is to get the bench up, get the deadlift up, and then are you doing your own programming for squat or Yes. Yes. Uh, like thing is Josh Bryan is the first person I actually I'm actually letting touch any of my programming. So for the past four years, since I started powerlifting, right? 
I've always programmed myself. That's crazy, man. Yeah, so it took, it took a lot for me to step out and uh, actually get someone any kind of power in my programming. All thing I don't give people, people power over is my squat because I haven't plateaued on squats since I, since I started the car thing. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, man, like the way that the way that I see it um, and just based off of, you know, the competition, the, 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 the Arnold with the bench and with with the with the deadlifts and things like that. Um, I mean, obviously, like great numbers, fucking you succeeded in what you came out to do. Um, but it takes a lot for somebody to fucking pretty much be at the top of the pyramid like if you're not number one, you're definitely fucking concrete number two. Uh, but that's that's like the Ray Williams shit that I was that we were talking about. Um, yeah. But like for you to say, man, you know what? I need to step out of my of my environment, and I need to you know open this up to somebody else, just to kind of like take it off your hands. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. and put some faith out into somebody else that does have like proven methodology uh it's pretty dope to see man because like i said like if you're not fucking top dog you're 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 definitely top two and you know you don't you rarely see guys at that in any sport you rarely see guys like that that have i mean you just said it like you've made your programs your whole time doing it so to be able to reflect and say like you know what i actually might need help that takes a lot of fucking uh um balls bro for real yeah but uh yeah man so it's good to hear that fucking you you have a you have a competition in mind that you're you're leading up to something uh i know that it's gonna fucking turn out great you know it's gonna turn out great uh just hoping that this fucking coronavirus shit doesn't you know put us all on lockdown for the whole year or whatever the way it's looking is like at least until the summertime, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just for the listener, man, uh, just to close this out, um, what's something you would tell somebody that's listening to this right now that, you know, is thinking about doing powerlifting or thinking about going into a strength sport and they're not really, they're, they're, they're on the edge. They're scratching the surface of like taking it seriously or they're, they're, they're scratching the surface of, am I going to sign up for this competition? I mean, obviously now, you know, things are all messed up, but there's still people out there that are like, uh, like, like one of my best friends, Taco, um, he literally signed up for his first competition uh, a month ago, and then it got canceled because of the coronavirus. Yeah. And so for him, like he, he pushed the ticket. Like he said, you know what, I'm going to do this. So for a listener that is kind of like in your shoes, but in your shoes that was like four years ago where you weren't really sure if you were going to take it serious, um, what would you say to them? So for, for, for the people that, that haven't had that competitive edge ever in their life, I'll say don't pay attention to everyone else because that, it's, it's easy to get discouraged when you see people like me, like Ray Williams, like Dan Green, Russell Warhe, you know, it's easy to get discouraged when you see people so strong and you're like, damn, I'm so far away. It's no point for me. It's no, it's no point for me to compete, you know? Yeah, I got you. Uh, like, that's one thing I tell people, like, get off social media. Like, yeah, just, I completely just, agree. Just, like, stick to your training because social media is going to bring you down because you're going to see all these people like, damn, like, 
he can either bring you down or it can help you because he could be like, damn, like I need to work harder, or it's like, damn, like I ain't going nowhere, you know? Yeah, I'll, you you can say, man, I'll I'll never be Ronnie Coleman. Yeah, I'll never be fucking, you know. Yeah. So yeah, and I get that, man, and I completely agree. Um, as far as motivation, bro, uh, real quick, I'm sorry uh, to keep you up or keep okay. keep 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 going. Uh, it's just like motivation of like these last couple months, uh, kind of like getting through this next couple months. I don't know if you're still able to go to a gym right now. Uh, what, what are you doing to get through it? One, one of my friends actually has a home gym, so I've been going there. But besides that, it's just, just taking this time to come back, like realize that you're, you're a person still, you know, like trying to actually enjoy every moment instead of, uh, going 100 miles per hour all the time, you know? Completely agree. I I was just talking to my friend uh, yesterday, my boy Cruz that I work out with every day or, or all the time out here in Colorado. And I told him, I was like, yo, the only thing that the, the coronavirus has done with the gym closing is it gave me an excuse to take days off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a setup in my garage, but I don't feel like the need. Some Some people really do need the rest. And, yeah. you know, for guys like us, like most of the time in the army, you know, we worked, you know, eight to 10 hour days, still went to the gym, still woke up at 530 in the morning. And then going into civilian life, like you keep that same mentality of like, if I'm not doing anything, then I'm doing nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I know a lot of people think about that in, in like an exercise standpoint as well, especially me. Like I'm one of those people that like it takes a lot for me to take one day off and it takes a whole lot for me to take two days off in a row. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But uh, I agree, man. Like y you got to remember that you're a person and like, yes, you're an athlete, but you're also a person that needs to relax and be able to watch TV and relax with their family or their, fr or, well, not with your friends now, but in general. Yeah. But, uh, dude, I appreciate you so much, man. This has been like months, months in the work. And I really can't think of a better time to, you know, get you on the podcast than after such a fucking amazing feat, uh, of winning the competition. Um, tell everybody where they can find you and then I'll, I'll put your social media in, in the show notes. You can, you can find me on Instagram at country muscle underscore OG. It's country with a K. You can find me on Facebook under Trey Thomas, T R E Thomas, or just type in country muscle on Facebook. You'll find me. You can just inbox me, ask me any kind of questions. And I'll be willing to help anyone. Appreciate you for listening. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, man.